Hi everyone. Welcome to the Desi Crime podcast. I'm Ashwarya, your host for this episode, and I'm Aryan. Before we start the case for today, we want all of you to go over to our Patreon and subscribe for amazing exclusive features like merch, awesome extra episodes, early access episodes, video calls with us, and more. To help the podcast out and to avail these benefits, go to www.patreon.com/desicrime and select a tier that works best for you. We'd also like to thank our two newest patrons, Monica Anand and Manav Kapoor. Thank you so much for any contributions you make in helping run this podcast. They mean the world to us. In part 1 of the Sheena Bora murder, we told you the story of a seemingly broken family, the wounds of which had led to murder. A famous Mumbai police cop had received a tip of a missing woman. A body had been buried and the name of a murderer had emerged. This body was of Sheena Bora, the sister of famous Mumbai socialite Indrani Mukherjee. But was Sheena really Indrani's sister? We had successfully covered the who done it of this mystery in part 1. Today we're covering the why done it. Welcome to part 2 of the Sheena Bora murder. You know, sure. As much as I loved the last episode, as I was hearing you narrate it, I was confused myself. Again, I don't know the ins and outs of the Sheena Bora case, but I do know that Indrani and Sheena's relationship was different than you suggested it to be, and it turns out <laughs> yeah. it was just another trick up your sleeve to misguide us into a story. <laughs> You're right. It was a trick, Aryan, and the reality behind that trick will be revealed. in this episode in fact it's funny we actually got a review on apple podcasts saying we didn't fact check our sources because we call them sisters but before we get into clearing all of that up for you all once and for all aryan would you like to start us off with some good old housekeeping on the last episode Yeah, for the Apple review firstly. Hey listeners out there who listen to us on Apple Podcasts or don't listen to us on Apple but have an Apple device, just go on to Apple Podcasts and give us a five-star review and tell us why you love us. The best reviews, you know, we'll give you a shout out and post you on our Instagram story. Uh but it would mean, you know, the world to us. But all right, so getting to housekeeping. DCP Rakesh Maria gets a call in the year 2015 saying a woman, Sheena Bora, allegedly half sister of the incredibly powerful Indrani Mukherjee and sister-in-law of the media magnate Peter Mukherjee had been missing for the last 4 years and possibly dead the cops do their own investigation and hone in on the Mukherjee's driver who tells them the tale of Sheena's murder how Indrani along with her second husband Sanjeev Khanna had killed her in 2012 Mukherjee had also tried to kill her half brother Mikhail but he had managed to escape 
A month after the murder, a man named Ganesh Dene had gone into a forest an hour outside Mumbai and found the body which the cops had then buried somewhere in the forest. You left us at the point where the cops were interrogating driver Shyamvar Rai. A few things I'd been thinking about since the last episode are A. Who was Indrani's first husband? Did he have anything to do with the story or not? Secondly, the biggest question of them all, the literal elephant in the room. What is the motive? So, tell us what happens next. Alright, so there's obviously a lot of questions and I'm here to answer them all. So, the police are investigating, interrogating, clamping down on Shyamvar Rai. He has just told them the horrifying story of this brutal murder. At the end of this story, Indrani Mukherjee is sounding more like a sinister, psychopathic murderer than an emotional woman who committed a crime in the heat of the moment. But the inspectors need to corroborate this story. They need more evidence. They need the whole Mukherjee family and Sheena's boyfriend Rahul to be called in for questioning. And so, they start with Rahul. Now, here is a fact I did not tell you about Sheena's boyfriend Rahul, whom she had been dating for the last six years and had also been living with. Rahul's last name was Mukherjee. He no was the way. son of Peter Mukherjee, Indrani's oh husband. Now, not to get technical with family charts, but that doesn't seem all too abnormal to me. It is essentially one's younger sister dating the son of one's husband. And in this case, mm. Sheena and Indrani were half-sisters, not even fully related. So from where I'm standing, this shouldn't raise too many alarms. Now Rahul comes in for questioning and begins to tell the cops everything he knows. He says that the last time he spoke to Sheena was the night that he had dropped her off on that road for her meeting with Indrani. A few hours later, she texted Rahul saying she and Indrani were going to get drinks at the Taj Hotel. And after that, nothing. He, however, tells the cops two key pieces of information. One was that he had managed to track Sheena's cell phone location from the night she had disappeared and the morning after that. Sheena's phone location from the morning after was at the Mumbai airport. And so was Indrani's. Remember how driver Shyamvar Rai told the police that Indrani had travelled to Kolkata the day after Sheena's murder to hide evidence from their crime scene at Sanjeev Khanna's house? This means that Indrani was at the airport too. This immediately raises alarm bells in the police's eyes. If Rahul is right, Indrani's phone location matched Sheena's phone location the day after Sheena completely disappeared off of the face of the earth. Here is an audio of Rahul confronting Indrani about this weird coincidence in 2012, shortly after Sheena had gone missing. If you guys were possibly around the airport at the same time on the same day, then... Perhaps you, perhaps you, perhaps you didn't know that you were both there around the same time. That's no, what, that, listen, 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 let, listen, please, 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 just let me finish. Perhaps you guys didn't know that you were around the airport at the same time. Perhaps, right, perhaps you did know, or perhaps you had her phone. Or, you know, it's, it's a possibility. These are the possibilities. Now, I'm not saying that either one is correct. I'm saying these are the possibilities. Take care. Yeah, I'll, I will share something with you, Rahul. She mm. did know, but if you also know, she did know that I was going to Calcutta the next day. Mm. By 12.45. Okay, she did know. Okay. But I was not at the airport at 10 o'clock. Okay. So that you know that also
I reached at 11.30 because my flight was at 12.30 and Papa and myself spoke, you know, before I took off whatever. Hmm. Ashwara, the veracity of evidence or the veracity of testimony is measured mm-hmm. by corroboration. So, for example, you know, you have a ruler, a scale that tells you that an object is five meters long, right? right. I mean, that's a, you know, five meters could be anything. Right. Okay. So now you know one way of measuring that particular object. But if another ruler tells you that that object is also five meters long, suddenly mm-hmm. the length is corroborated by two measurement devices, right? And so the evidence becomes Correct. that much stronger. In this case, both Shyamvar Rai's testimony and the device's location, they match. Even though the reasoning is different, the conclusion is the same. So that tells me there is truth in his testimony and there is truth in the evidence Rahul is presenting the cops with. That's exactly what it is. And this case presents so many different modes of the same incident. So many different people with different accounts of the same events Mm -hmm. that all of it kind of fits together and makes sense. Now, this information that Rahul had just given to the cops was all well and good, but they still didn't have a motive. Why? Why would Indrani try to kill her two half-siblings and why would her ex-husband Sanjeev Khanna try to help her with the murders? This is where Rahul's second big piece of information leaves the police shocked. Rahul tells them that Sheena wasn't Indrani's sister. She was her daughter. So you're telling me you didn't just misguide us and confuse us because mm-hmm. you thought it was all fun and games to play with Aryan's mind and our listeners' mind. <laughs> but it wasn't actually misleading us because the cops did believe that up until this point, right? They did, they did. think they were half-siblings. Yeah. Not only the cops, but everyone other than Sheena and Rahul wow. believed that Sheena and Indrani wow. were half-siblings. Now, Aryan, like you mentioned... This piece of information was contrary to everything the police had known so far. Everyone they had talked to, all the news articles they had read, all the news they had seen on the TV of this family, all of it called Sheena Indrani's half-sister. Rahul tells the police that not only was Sheena Indrani's daughter, but Mikhail was Indrani's son. Both of them were her children from her first marriage, but she didn't want the world to know. And so she introduced them both as her half-siblings. This obviously puzzles the inspectors, but it gives them a hint into a possible motive. If Sheena was Indrani's daughter, it means Sheena was technically dating her step-brother. A relationship of this kind in a conservative country with strong familial norms would have never gone down well. It would have been a taint on Indrani's name, a name she had fought so hard to build. The police then tracked down Siddharth Das, the man who had come to Mumbai claiming to be Sheena's biological father, looking for her in 2012. From Siddharth Das, the police began to get a peek into Indrani's life before the fame and glamour. Das tells them that Indrani Bora was born in 1972 into a middle-class family in a small town on the outskirts of Guwahati. A bright student and driven young girl, Indrani was a deeply loved child. Her parents doted after her. Growing up, she studied at some of the Northeast's most prestigious schools, after which she moved to Shillong to go to college in 1985. 
It was there that she met Siddharth Das, the man who would go on to become her first husband. The two youngsters fell quickly in love, after which Indrani actually took Siddharth back to her parents' house in Guwahati, where the two started living together and got married very young in their early teens. In 1987, when Indrani was just 15, she gave birth to her first child, her daughter Sheena, and then just a year and a half later, to her son Mikhail. Now, Indrani was a young mother of two with an unemployed husband living at her parents' home. This might be a viable and happy life to some, but Indrani had bigger ambitions. The children and a husband at 15 weren't going to help her achieve her dreams. They were going to hold her back. And so, by the year 1990, at just 18, Indrani divorced Siddharth, left her children with her parents, and moved to Kolkata, where she met and married Sanjeev Khanna. Indrani's parents would go on to adopt and raise Sheena and Mikhail, giving them their last name Bora, and charring them with love and affection. With Sanjeev, Indrani would have her third child, Vidhi. But unlike Sheena and Mikhail, Indrani deeply loved Vidhi. You know, just just to point out something, Indrani wasn't that much older when she had Vidhi. So it's interesting how different her relationship was with her first two kids. How she was able to leave them and start anew, but had a ton of affection for her third child, Vidhi. That that, that you know the dichotomy there is interesting. No, I agree that dissonance between how one treats their children is exactly, incredibly yeah. interesting specifically in Indrani's case because yeah. one could possibly make the argument that she was so young when she had her first two children eventually she just kind of moved on with her life which she is never fair. developed a loving yeah. relationship with them which is fair right but that doesn't seem to be the case with Vidhi hmm. now Sheena hmm. Bora had essentially lived her entire life without any contact with her biological mother her grandparents had never hidden from her the fact that they weren't her parents And so, living with the fact that her own mother had chosen to abandon her, Sheena grew up a lonely child. A number of her classmates recall her crying in school and longing for her parents and their love, but her mother Indrani was living a happy life far away from her two children on her way to marrying business tycoon Peter Mukherjee. But this isolated bliss that Indrani had created for herself, far away from the life she was born into. came knocking at her front door in the year 2005 when her parents reached out to her they were too old and not rich enough to help sheena and mikhail continue their education they had taken care of the kids for very long and now they needed indrani to do her part and pay for the kids' education by this time indrani had married peter mukherjee and was wealthier than ever even though the situation wasn't ideal she didn't say no to helping her children out only as long as the world didn't find out that they were her children so first she separated mikhail and sheena by sending mikhail to bangalore and calling sheena to mumbai if the two kids remained together their chance of uniting together to ruin indrani's world was higher and then she introduced sheena to her elite mumbai circles as her sister In fact, hear this: Not even Peter Mukherjee knew that Sheena was Indrani's daughter. Oh my God! Indrani went to the lengths of getting a fake birth certificate for Sheena, which listed Sheena's grandparents as her biological parents. In Mumbai, Sheena realized that Indrani was capable of showering her children with love because she was seeing Indrani do it to Vidhi right in front of her eyes, but never to her or Mikhail. 
In fact, even though Vidhi was Peter Mukherjee's stepdaughter, he loved her too. He had adopted her legally, given her his last name, and treated her just like he treated his own children. Mikhail had come forward to say, quote, Sheena told me that she wanted to call Indrani Ma, but Indrani didn't allow it. She would not treat Sheena and Vidhi equally, end quote. Yet, even though Sheena longed for the love Vidhi received, Sheena and Vidhi developed a bond. They grew closer. Up until a year after Sheena arrived in Mumbai, Indrani's plan had worked perfectly. Nobody suspected the reality and Sheena and Mikhail were keeping quiet about it. Sheena had actually maintained some distance from Indrani and the two weren't in regular contact. This to Indrani was the ideal situation. You know, Ashwara, when you have cases that have been sensationalized and are part of the national psyche, we we tend to think of Sheena, Indrani, Peter, all of them as characters in a big story, right? But it's funny Mm -hmm. and, you know, at the same time saddening that it all, in some essence, boils down to, I just want to be loved by my mother. Something as simple as that. You know, you tend to ignore that because the character is a bigger than life character. But to Mm -hmm. just to be told that Sheena, Sheena was there telling her brother, I just want to call her Ma. That that is such a eerie detail. Um, and a very sad detail. Yeah, that's perhaps the most tragic part about this case. The other cases we cover involve almost always a longing for romantic love that many would say can be replaced by another person if someone was to fall in love with someone else. But the love of a mother, the love of a parent is so deeply ingrained and so deeply wanted and you want it from that one specific person. It's irreplaceable Mm -hmm. by anyone else. And that's the saddest part about this case. But then, Aryan, suddenly in this ideal situation, everything changed in the year 2006 when Sheena and Rahul slowly began to fall in love and eventually began dating. Despite the controversial nature of this relationship, some people did approve of their love. For example, Indrani's parents, meaning Sheena's grandparents who had raised her, gave their blessings to the couple. Rahul's biological mother, Peter Mukherjee's first wife, also gave her blessings to the couple. But Indrani and Peter could not accept this relationship. But Rahul and Sheena were in no mood to listen to the two. They went ahead and got engaged behind their backs. Indrani tried her best to get the couple to break up. Rahul told the police that, quote, There was a lot of pressure on Sheena to break the relationship with me. Indrani Mukherjee was pressuring her through Mikhail Bora to sever our relationship or be ready to face the disinheritance from Gohati property as a consequence thereof. In this regard, Sheena was trying to contact Indrani Mukherjee on her mobile phone a number of times through calls, SMSs, to tell her to sit and talk on the issue of our relationship and to put an end to the harassment because of that. End quote. So, Ashwara, you're telling me Peter, up until this point, still does not know the real nature of Indrani and Sheena's relationship, even though he's disapproving of his son and Sheena dating. No, you're right. From everything that I've read, Peter Mukherjee had no idea that Sheena was Indrani's daughter. Regardless of that, for some reason, he too had a problem with this relationship. Maybe it was just that, and this is me purely speculating, Indrani had somehow convinced Peter of the ills of this relationship and given him some story, and Peter had bought into that story. Mikhail added to what Rahul had to say, claiming, quote, In 2011, another major dispute took place between Sheena, Indrani and Peter. After that, Indrani used to call me and asked me to tell Sheena to mend her ways. 
Indrani kept pressurizing and threatening me that if I didn't ask Sheena to break off the relationship with Rahul, then she would suspend the monetary support to our grandparents. End quote. There is also a clear trail of emails from Indrani to Sheena as well. According to the Times of India, on the 9th of March, just a month before her murder, Sheena sent Indrani a long email. Aryan, would you read this for us? Sure, okay. So the email goes, quote, Always have been upset with you for the fact that you, as a mother, left us and never even cared to find out whether we were even alive. But I never tried understanding what made you leave home. Many things were all kept wrapped up, which is all unwrapping now with time. Again, what I don't comprehend is that why do you threaten to cut off financial aid to your own parents if I go with Rahul, if I get married to Rahul? Why do all that? Why pressurize them into keeping me away from home? I thought you are the one pressuring Aita and Kaka till I suddenly got bombarded with text today from Kaka saying, This SMS is a confirmation that we have decided to change our will and disinherited you from our property as a sign of disapproval of your relationship with Rahul. I am confused. I don't know who is lying. Please be straight. Is this from you or your parents? And why suddenly all of this? You should have either not given birth to me or not left me with your parents. Why didn't you take me with you? All this has left me devastated once again. I am very happy and safe with Rahul. Shouldn't that be the most important thing for your parents, your loved ones? You did whatever gave you happiness in life. Even I deserve the same. Why are you upset because of it? I'm your daughter. I have some of you in me. I will find my way through and be just fine. Anyway, life is too short for holding grudges, telling lies and being upset about stuff. Let's live a happy life without any manipulations. I just wanted to get it all off my chest and clean my karma. I do not want anything from anyone. Please do not send me any angry, hurtful email or any kind of response to this email. It will just leave me sad. End quote. Oh my God, Ashwara. This is... Oh man. See, again, like this... This bigger-than-life character that Sheena was, this name that was in the news all the time, to me now this is becoming a very real person, almost like a friend of mine, having very human... That was such a heartfelt email, such a kind and innocent email she wrote. I mean, I know hindsight is twenty twenty, right? I know what happens a month after this email came out, but... Yeah. Oh my God. No, you're right. This larger-than-life character through all of these emails and this characterization just comes off as a child longing for love. Exactly. And despite this heartfelt email, though, like you said, Indrani could not bring herself to accept either Sheena or Sheena's relationship with Rahul. Just a month and a half after this email, Indrani will go on to strangle and murder Sheena in cold blood. But why? The why still remains, I think. Just because the relationship was controversial... Is it worth it to commit murder for that? Well, that wasn't the only reason or even the main reason. There is actually no evidence that Indrani thought this relationship was morally wrong or thought that it would ruin her image. All evidence points to only one motive. Money. If Sheena was to marry Rahul, which was highly likely, a significant portion of Peter Mukherjee's inheritance would end up with Sheena. 
Peter loved his son Rahul and wanted Rahul to have his inheritance, but as a direct consequence, Sheena would inherit all of it too. Now, maybe this in and of itself wouldn't have led Indrani to kill Sheena, but Indrani had another daughter, a daughter she actually loved. Indrani wanted Vidhi to inherit their money. Sheena's marriage to Rahul would be a direct hurdle to Vidhi's inheritance. Now, what is peculiar to me about this theory, the theory accepted by the CBI, by the way, is that the problem in this situation is technically not Sheena, but Rahul. Exactly. Any woman whom Rahul would have married would have inherited Peter's property as a consequence. Mm -hmm. And this would have taken some portion of the inheritance away from Vidhi. So technically, the solution was to kill Rahul and not (laughs) Sheena. It almost seems like Indrani had such deep-seated hate for her own daughter Sheena that Indrani was perfectly okay with any other random woman marrying Rahul and sharing the money, but she just wasn't okay if that woman was Sheena. To any normal person, if they think so deeply of money, at least Rahul's marriage to Sheena would mean that their own family member is benefiting. But that thought was unacceptable to Indrani. Now, whether what I've pointed out just now is a loophole in the CBI's theory or a fact that once again points to Indrani's cold-blooded mind, I don't know. I'll let you guys decide that. A, I mean, this could be a loophole which begets need for an alternate explanation for Sheena's death, right? Right. We, We cannot ignore that. Or B, and this is again just speculation from my end, it could be like this metastasized version of... You know, if a random person gets more marks than me, I don't feel that bad. Mm -hmm. But if my friend gets more marks than me, damn, that hurts. Then I feel worse. As much as I love my friend, it it still hurts. It could be a metastasized, like a much more perverted version of that phenomena. No, you're right. There's some deep psychological hatred slash family dynamic going on here that I feel like is sort of beyond me. So if one is to believe the CBI's theory, one is more likely to take your second perspective, which is that this is a form of that kind of ingrained hatred that we feel when someone close to us actually does better than us. But if one actually doubts the CBI's theory, this might be considered a loophole. But this theory by the CBI also explains why Sanjeev Khanna would help his ex-wife Indrani commit murder. Vidhi was Sanjeev's daughter. He loved her. And the thought that Sheena was going to take away money that he thought rightfully belonged to Vidhi was unbearable to him too. Indrani slowly started to re-establish contact with Khanna who wanted Vidhi to come live with him for a while in Kolkata. But Khanna was now below Indrani's class. Instead of sending Vidhi off to stay with him, she used Vidhi as a bait and introduced him to the murder plan. Eventually, Khanna became an equal partner in the crime. In the backdrop of this craze for money was the failing business ventures of the Mukherjees, their setup of nine shell companies in Singapore and transactions worth 900 crores. There is evidence that the Mukherjees were engaged in several violations of the stock exchange and in fraud with their company INX Media. Clearly, they felt antsy. The plan was set in motion a month before the murder when Indrani asked her personal secretary, Kajal Sharma, to perform certain tasks. These tasks didn't seem out of the ordinary to Kajal, but in hindsight, they were the clear planning of the crime. Kajal became one of the prosecutor's main witnesses, testifying against Indrani by recounting the things Indrani had asked her to do a month before Sheena disappeared. She tells the courts that she was instructed by Indrani to set up a Skype account for driver Shyamvar Rai and teach him how to use it. 
This then became the main mode of contact between Indrani and Shamvar. Ashwara, imagine using Skype to talk to your driver. That is such a preposterous idea. Just on its face, it seems impossible. No, you're right. It almost seems like there was some deeply important conversation between Indrani and the person who drives her car that could not be had over a phone call or when they met yeah. in person, but needed to be had over Skype. It's really weird to me. Yeah. But it wasn't just that. She then instructed Kajal to get another employee, Pradeep Vagmare, to clean Indrani's apartment on the day before the murder, but instruct him not to return to the apartment for three days after that. She even asked Kajal to book a hotel room for the day of the murder, the same hotel room that Sanjeev Khanna was going to stay in. After all of this planning, Indrani convinced Sheena to meet her the night of the murder. This was easy enough to do. Even though the two women weren't in regular contact, Sheena did want to go abroad to pursue an MBA and she needed Indrani to help out with the money. Indrani used this as an excuse to reel Sheena in. A few weeks after the murder, she even asked Kajal to forge Sheena's signature and send Sheena's letter of resignation to her workplace. Now, this Kajal found odd, but Indrani created a story about Sheena being in the US and not being able to send in her own letter of resignation. At the time, Kajal believed the story. Now, pro tip for all of you, if you're ever asked by someone to forge someone else's signature, <laughs> always ask yourself if the person whose signature you're replacing is alive. Big takeaway from this episode. But this wasn't all. Indrani had asked Kajal to courier this letter of resignation from a post office which had no CCTV cameras around. She had specifically hmm. asked her to look for an isolated post office where nobody would see or record her. This doesn't sound suspicious at all. Nothing about this sounds suspicious. Totally no. Totally like a very so how how normal a thing to ask somebody. Could you <laughs> forge a random person's signature and also just wherever you're posting it no cctv cameras like such a normal thing to ask be completely alone don't ever take it yeah, yeah, yeah. no this is and then don't tell anybody weird. about it and then hide in a cabinet for 7 days and like these are all <laughs> weird requests the requests just keep getting weirder aran indrani then asked kajal to create an email in sheena's name and share the password with indrani when kajal did that all the people in Sheena's life suddenly started getting emails from this new email account and it seemed like Sheena was writing to everyone describing her new and happy life in the US. Oh my god. It was from this fake email that people kept getting emails from Sheena even a year after the murder. One of those emails was to Peter Mukherjee on the 14th of March 2013. It's funny I actually remember exactly what yeah, I was doing was on this exact day because it was my first teen birthday. Now Aran this email is kind of insane. It sounds so fake and so unnecessary and almost ends up making the whole situation seem more fishy at the end of it. It reads, "Dear Peter, it may all sound very bizarre to you, but this and only this is the real truth. Indrani is neither my sister nor my mother." but just a good samaritan i realized i should do whatever i can to ease the pain i have caused to indrani this is why i have taken a call to come out clean with you so that the air between the two of you is at least cleaned up my legal parents uk bora and dr bora who are actually my grandparents 
had a daughter and an only child indrani bora your wife's namesake who was my mother my mother had me and mikhail with someone who she had eloped with as her parents had totally disapproved the relationship they decided to return home when my mother was pregnant with mikhail my grandparents were ashamed to acknowledge my father who was from a much lower caste after her return she was treated very badly and she left when i was not even 2 In 1991 there was a major civil unrest in Assam and there were plenty of kidnappings. A young girl was brought to our home unconscious and severely injured by my uncle who was in the IPS. She did resemble my mother. She was taken away in a matter of weeks never to be seen again. Your wife Indrani is the girl who was brought to our home in that unconscious state. My uncle took care of her. When she left Assam she was moved out to Kolkata under my mother's identity in lieu of compensation that was paid to them she had lost her memory completely and was living with a family in Kolkata she was briefed with complete details of Indrani Bora and a full new identity of her was prepared in 1997 under that name after recovering as this girl struggled to remember who she was but in vain She embraced the identity slowly of Indrani Bora though she knew that was not who she was. Now this email goes on and on about details from Indrani's life all of which sound like such a huge pile of garbage I actually found it really hard not to laugh while reading this. Ashwara we are ve- we are always sympathetic and very understanding of victims on our podcast and I think our listeners appreciate that and we are also contrary to many podcasts very sympathetic and understanding of the criminals right we are trying to deconstruct yeah. how the criminal came to become what they did and we are trying to not to make a mockery right. out of them she feels like an exception because this is not somebody who committed a crime in the heat of the moment or somebody who had a very hard upbringing filled with trauma this just seems like a cold blooded killer who is planning every step of the way and mind you the planning is horrible this email how i've controlled laughing at the i mean this <laughs> it's she's dreaming this up it's like she sat down to write a true crime novel and she's the worst writer <laughs> on the face of this planet that's what that email sounds like it's like a beta version of jason born <laughs> No I agree. Basically for all of you for whom this email was a little too complicated to understand because I had to read it a couple of times to make sense of it as well. In this email, Sheena is allegedly saying that her mother was someone else. She had the name Indrani Bora. She ran away when she was young. Some random girl showed up at their house one day after unrest in Assam. This random person was given the name of Sheena's mother and continued to assume Sheena's mother's identity for the rest of her life. So basically the Indrani that we all know was never born Indrani Bora she was just a random girl that showed up to the Bora household one afternoon okay i'm glad we've established how outrageous that email sounds now needless to say the cops traveled to kolkata with a warrant to search sanjeev khanna's house from inside the house they found three pairs of gum boots the pairs worn by him indrani and shamwar rai the night of the murders Along with those he provided the police with a pair of Sheena's earrings the earrings that would have survived her burning and would have helped the police identify Sheena's body soon after Sanjeev Khanna confessed to being an accomplice in the murder of Sheena Bora 
the police tracked down mango enthusiast Ganesh Dhene <laughs> who eventually ended up successfully finding the location where the initial no investigators way. had buried Shrina's body 4 years ago. The autopsy conducted by experts at Ames revealed the corpse to be of Shrina Bora who died due to asphyxiation. By November 2015, the CBI filed charges against Indrani under the Indian Penal Code sections 302 for murder, 201 for causing disappearance of evidence, 34 for criminal conspiracy, 420 for cheating and forgery, 364 for kidnapping and 120b for conspiracy. The same month, both Indrani and Peter were charged for their financial crimes related to their media company. In February of 2016, the CBI filed a charge sheet against Peter as well, charging him under Section 302 for murder, 120B for conspiracy, and 201 for causing disappearance of evidence of the Indian Penal Code. Now the question is, where are they all now? Where is Vidhi and driver Shyamvar Rai? Where is Indrani? Vidhi graduated high school, went to college and went on to write a book titled The Devil's Daughter in which she describes her relationship wow. with her parents while recounting the trauma of having both your parents accused of murder. On March 20th, 2020, Peter Mukherjee was released from Arthur Road jail more than 4.5 years after his initial arrest. While in prison, Peter and Indrani filed for divorce, marking a tragic end to two love stories in this case. Indrani Mukherjee walked out of jail in May of 2022. The day she was released, all she had to say was this. Quote, I'm so happy. I have learned a lot in jail. I have no plans. I just want to go home. I have forgiven all the people who hurt me. End what? Quote. Forgiven all the people who hurt her. Indrani says this, Aryan, because she continues to claim Sheena is alive. She claims she knows someone who says they saw Sheena at an airport in Kashmir and that they have CCTV footage to prove that. She continues to say that Rahul knows where Sheena is because Rahul was in contact with Sheena months after her murder, but Rahul claims he was talking to someone who was using the fake new email ID that was created in Sheena's name. And we all know that that fake ID was created by Indrani. If everything you've told us this far, Ishwara, is true, if the CBI's claims are true, and again, I'm no expert in Indian law or psychology, but all I can think, all the the only plausible explanation to Indrani's behavior is it is remarkably similar to someone else we have covered on this podcast, and his name is Charles Sobraj. and he too has been released so my deduction is that indrani mukherjee is a psychopath and so her she doesn't comprehend emotions and relationships and human dynamic the same way we do which is why to us it feels cold blooded but to her i think this yeah. is just her regular mode of operation i think she believes her lies and she's a psychopath because th- this is so cold blooded and people in today's lingo just use the word psychopath as a word to describe something rather casually rather exactly that's not how i think you mean it that's not how i certainly mean it no, when no, i call no. her a psychopath just all of her actions point to a serious lack of self awareness a lack of awareness with reality a lack of the ability to process emotions the way any other human being would and i think all of that makes her the way she is 
Yet she continues the charade, clinging on to her claim of innocence, clinging on to the notion that Sheena is still alive. Shamwar Rai is out of prison as well, with all four perpetrators of this crime walking freely in the city of Mumbai, maybe among some of you that live in Mumbai. Rahul, Mikhail, and Sheena's father Siddharth Das had to make peace with this heinous crime that took away someone they loved so deeply. The lack of remorse on Indrani's part must sting. But even if she was remorseful, even if she did say sorry, Sheena is long gone. She's gone because she demanded the most natural form of love we all deserve, the love of our parents. She died for a mistake that wasn't in her control. She died because she was born.